With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rocket Room production. Hello, hello, hello. This is Talk the Plank, a Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout, episode four. I'm Nathan Hirsch, your host, and today we're going to talk some Pittsburgh Pirates taking two out of three against the Chicago Cubs. Um, Yeah, pretty solid weekend for the old Buckos. Uh, They lost the home opener, yes, on Thursday, but Saturday and Sunday, two pretty convincing wins, I would say. Uh, They won today 7-1. JT Brubaker looked great in five and a third innings, only gave up one earned run, four strikeouts. The thing I like the most is he only walked one hitter, Uh, also gave up four hits as well. So solid outing from JT Brubaker. Uh, For the Cubs, Trevor Williams got the start, and he made his return to Pittsburgh. I was thinking maybe – this was going to look like a revenge game of sorts for him facing his old squad, but Williams pretty much struggled. Three and a third innings, gave up 10 hits. It's pretty hard to give up 10 hits in a start, but Trevor Williams did just that. Five earned runs. He only struck out three hitters. And um, yeah, here we are. The Pirates are now three and six on the year. Get those playoff tickets now. I'm mostly kidding. Probably not quite yet. Uh, still in last place. Cubs are four and five uh, in second to last place. But a lot of positives from this series, I would say. Looking at today, I mean, Brian Reynolds had four hits. Uh, Colin Moran still doing some damage. He had an RBI single. Jacob Stallings, two hits. Uh, Philip Evans continues to crush the ball. He had two more hits today. He had a home run last night, and uh, his slash line is looking pretty impressive right now. Phillip Evans is batting 393, 452 on base with a 750 slugging. I'm not quite sure that that is going to last for the whole season. I would guess that it's not, but Phillip Evans is he's he might be a gem for this Buckos team. Uh, at best, maybe he's good, and uh, maybe he sticks around for a few years. Right now, he's uh, – how old is Philip Evans? He's 28, so he's not young, but he's not old either, and he has plenty of team control. I don't want to get ahead of myself. It's only been a week. It's only been nine games, but uh, he's he's been looking pretty good, and I really hope that he's kind of the Pirates' Max Muncy-type player who kind of didn't really get it going early get it going on early in his career but in his late 20s really found something and uh, it just seems like he has he's been making solid contact 
for the whole time that he's been on the Pirates. Hopefully he can stay healthy and uh, keep producing. And who knows, maybe if the Pirates stink down the road, they can trade him for prospects. Wouldn't that be exciting? For now, though, the Pirates do have a question they have to answer. Right now, Philip Evans is playing third base. He's looking pretty solid. And uh, that job obviously belongs to... Brian Hayes, who is out currently with a wrist injury. Hopefully he's back in maybe a week, maybe two weeks. Who knows how long it's going to be. But when he comes back, that third base position is his. And the question begs, where does Philip Evans play? Because, you know, first base is obviously Colin Moran. Second base is Adam Frazier. Third, like I said, is Hayes. I uh, kind of jokingly thought to myself, is there any chance that Brian Hayes could play shortstop? I know he's never done it, but uh, is there any chance? Can we maybe perhaps have the Adam Frazier at shortstop experiment be a thing? I mean, get the best bats in the lineup is what I think. I guess the obvious, the obvious thing you could do perhaps is put Philip Evans in right field instead of Gregory Polanco, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on Gregory Polanco either. He brought his batting average all the way from 059 before this series that we noted on the last podcast. He's up from 059 to now 143. So Gregory Polanco actually did have a nice little series. He was one for five today with three strikeouts. The, uh, the usual Gregory Polanco, line there, I guess you could say, but uh, during the home opener, Gregory Polanco had a few hits, including what was almost a home run straight away left field. It was a double, but hey, he's hitting the ball pretty solid. Just got to get it in play. That line right now for Gregory Polanco is 143, 294, so he does draw some walks, 294 on base with the 179 slugging percentage so that could be an option philip evans could just be the right fielder if polanco continues to struggle i still am team gregory polanco i want to see him still get at bats i don't care i will hold gregory polanco's stock until the day i die i still think he should be getting at bats so perhaps another thing the pirates could do to get philip evans more at-bats is slide Brian Reynolds from left field over to center and perhaps put Evans in left field. Uh, today, Dustin Fowler was pretty decent in center field. He It does seem, I don't know if the metrics uh, support this or not, but just eye test, which I'm going to use that right now because I'm doing a podcast right now here on locker room by the way we're on the locker room app uh thank you for all of you who are here to listen um but dustin fowler today was one for three he got hit by a pitch the line right now 222 286 278 it seems like in this series though he put together some pretty decent at bats and if i had to judge between him and anthony alford it's definitely Fowler right now. I mean, Alford has lost. He's looked lost completely at the plate. So, um, 
Right now, though, we'll see what happens when Brian Hayes gets back. But right now, though, the lineup, they did some damage today. Uh, I joked about sliding Kevin Newman over at – I mean, not Kevin Newman, Brian Hayes over at shortstop. But that's because Kevin Newman has just – he hasn't looked good. Soft contact, it seems like every plate appearance. He may have used up all of his hits in spring training. And right now, I mean, 188, 188, 219 is the line. He was one for five today. I swear his soft contact rate has to be in the 30%. Uh, I'm not sure of that, actually. But, I mean, that's your shortstop. He's hitting fifth. It's not It's not the best thing in the world right now. Um, so, who knows? Maybe Adam Frazier at shortstop could be a thing. I doubt they want to slide <laughs> Uh, Brian Hayes at shortstop. I'm not going to seriously think about making that a thing. But to get Evans more at-bats, I mean, someone's got to come out of the lineup. And right now, Kevin Newman might be that guy. Yeah, well, coming into into today, his saw contact rate was 23.1%. That definitely went up a little bit. Medium contact, or hard hit rate, sorry. Medium hit rate, I guess, 65%. And his hard hit rate is all the way down to 11.5% so far this year, which is just, that's pathetic. I mean, there's no other way to put it. We also have Eric Gonzalez on the roster, um, late 20s. He has hard hit potential, but I, and, and he fields well. But, I mean, the shortstop, position right now is not looking that great perhaps Cole Tucker is working on some things perhaps he could be the guy and he'll get a chance at some point but we haven't seen much from him either but uh yeah there's there's gonna have to be a spot for Philip Evans when he gets back to the lineup or not Philip Evans Brian Hayes when he gets let me say that again there's going to have to be a spot for Philip Evans when Cabrian Hayes gets back to the lineup. So, good series, though. Uh, looking at the pitching, I mentioned JT Brubaker was solid today, five and a third, one earned run, four strikeouts. Probably could have pitched more. Um, Derek Shelton with the quick hook on these starters. I understand that it's April and you want to be super cautious, but 74 pitches in this outing, he probably could have went longer. That said, the bullpen was solid. Sam Howard with a nice bounce-back outing, two strikeouts over an inning. Chris Stratton pitched two-thirds of an inning, only eight pitches, nothing given up. Kyle Crick, is Kyle Crick back? In 2020, the fastball was not very fast, if you will. Now it is kind of back in the low to mid-90s. He's kind of sitting 93, 94 which for him, I'll take that. That combined with the Frisbee slider that he throws, which is nasty. If he can throw strikes, and that has always been his biggest thing, is throwing strikes. If he can do that, then he's probably the eighth inning man in this bullpen. And then to uh, to close things out, he didn't get a save. The Pirates were winning by too many runs, obviously. But David Bednar. One inning pitch, a strikeout. He touched 99 with the fastball. The Pirates, they might have 
a pretty solid arm in David Bettnar from Mars, Pittsburgh native. That is always exciting. And it's pretty funny, too, that uh, out of the bullpen, he comes out to Renegade to really just fire up those Yinzers. Nothing a Yinzer loves more than some good old Renegade. And uh, David Bednar, I don't know, he probably loves that song just as much as any Yinzer, but he's really playing into it. And I love that. Looking at Saturday, though, another great win for the Pirates. They beat the Cubs 8-2 to two Saturday night. And once again, Mitch Keller, young pitcher, five strong innings. He only gave up one earned run, seven strikeouts. And once again, the thing I harped on the most in the last podcast after the Pirates had been freshly you know, swept by the Reds, the biggest thing that I wanted to see was strikes thrown. And Mitch Keller did just that over five innings, 80 pitches, 57 strikes, gave up five hits. He only walked one, and that was huge. He looked really good. Fastball was at the top of the zone, really – doing the Astros thing that it seems that uh, Oscar Marine has brought over as the pitching coach here in Pittsburgh. Fastball's up, play the curveball off of that, get swings and misses. Keller looked really solid in his five innings. And then once again, the bullpen was pretty decent. Dwayne Underwood Jr., two scoreless innings. Clay Holmes gave up a run, but he got two strikeouts in his inning of work. And Michael Feliz, surprisingly, One clean inning, two strikeouts. He only gave up a hit. Pirates looked really good. A lot of players getting multiple hits Saturday night. Adam Frazier, two hits. Phillip Evans, like I said before, he's been hot. He got two hits, including a bomb to center field. He, I just want to say, Phillip Evans, the way he gets on a fastball, his hands are quick. His load is compact. He really can turn on some pitches quick. And even today, he had a few ground outs, but they were hard-hit ground outs. The dude is pretty much locked in right now, and I don't want to keep harping on it, but let's just hope that this carries on for a few months, maybe all season long. Phillip Evans could potentially be the random uh, diamond in the rough, if you will. But, yeah, he had two hits. Colin Moran, two hits. Just want to say, I was listening on the radio to the ninth inning uh, of today's game, Sunday, and the announcers, I think it was Joe Block and Bob Walk, they, Joe Block and Bob Walk, that's kind of funny, that rhymes. They were, they they noted how Colin Moran may have tweaked something in a swing. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm hoping he is healthy because Colin Moran has looked solid at the plate as well so far this season he had two hits and uh pirates scored most of their runs seven runs in the second inning it's pretty much all they needed and they looked pretty solid i don't want to sound too excited it's just it's still three and six club it's still probably a 60 to 65 win team but in seasons like this you have to find things that are positives. You gotta, you gotta stay optimistic, you know. And the Pirates looked pretty good this series, and uh, everything really clicked. They hit well. Fifteen runs in two games. You'll take that all day. 
pitched well. Only gave up three runs in those two games. This modest two-game win streak. And even on Thursday, the game they lost, uh, Tyler Anderson was not terrible. Five and a third for him. He gave up a few home runs. The big difference in that game, the Pirates lost that game, I believe, four to two. The big difference in that game was that the Cubs hit three home runs and the Pirates did not hit any home runs. But still, in that game, Anderson, five and a third. He did give up ten hits, three earned runs. He looked pretty solid, though. For He looked as solid as someone can look giving up ten hits. I'll just say that. And he ate. He eight innings, 78 pitches thrown. Once again, a pretty short hook there from Shelton, although he, he had given up a few hits before being taken out of the game. He actually gave up the, the home run, I believe, before getting taken out. But uh, he looked pretty okay. Clay Holmes, once again, Crick, Howard, he gave up the bomb to Rizzo, which, whew, you want to talk about a bomb. Rizzo hit a missile into the right field stands. It bounced off the trampoline, if you will, that they have over the seats, the the tarp. And, uh, yeah, he hit that really hard. I think it was, like, well over 105 miles per hour. It was a bomb. Uh, Bednar again. Richard Rodriguez finally got the pitch. He was good. Pitching looked pretty solid this series. Four runs given up in the first game, two in the second game, one in the third game. And, uh, Excuse me. It is a pretty encouraging series, I have to say. The Cubs kind of look bad. Um, you have to note that as well. They're pitching, meh. Arietta, yes, he still owns the Pirates. He pitched well on the home opener Thursday. But Zach Davies, Trevor Williams, not that great. It's weird. The, the Cubs have... Their staff is just filled with these – it's it's funny. Their staff is filled with these guys that barely throw 90. Some don't even touch 90. I don't, I don't know if Zach Davies hit 90 at all. He may have. Kyle Hendricks doesn't throw 90. Uh, Trevor Williams, low 90s. Arietta at this point is in the low 90s. They just have these starters that are soft tossers. And in today's MLB, that's pretty rare to see. The Pirates were able to uh, take advantage, and not a lot of power on this team, I will say. Although, Wilmer Defoe's home run today was a missile, pinch hit home run. That was pretty fun to see. Um, But not a lot of power. There's not a lot of power on this team. But they were able to stack hits and uh, string hits together, and they won two out of three games. So, I'll give them that. Up next, the Pirates, after this Cubs series, they will be hosting the San Diego Padres, which that should be interesting. The Padres are, they're kind of a powerhouse team at this point. Pretty good start, 6-3. and three. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is injured, which is sad, so we won't get to see him at all, which I guess is good for the Pirates, but kind of sucks in general but yeah four games set with san diego starting tomorrow the first game's at 6 35 we got trevor cahill who got dinged up real bad against the reds in his first start he will pose you darvish who is really good in the second game 
We have Chad Cole, who, in his last start against the Reds, um, he was he was pretty bad. Walked a lot of hitters. Also struck out a few hitters, but he wasn't that good. He will oppose Blake Snell, another really great pitcher. Game three, we have Tyler Anderson again, and he will oppose former Bucko. And congratulations to him, no hitter thrower. Joe Musgrove. If there was ever a chance for a pitcher to have two straight no hitters, this is the chance. That happened once before. I forget who it was. It was a while ago. I apologize. But Joe Musgrove will have a chance to have two straight no hitters. That's Wednesday. And then the final game against the Padres will be an afternoon game Thursday, 1235. Mitch Keller against Chris Paddock. So, mm, these are four really tough pitching matchups for the Pirates. Um, Honestly, if I was an odds maker and I had to put an over-under on Pirates' runs during this four-game series, I'd probably put it at like 12-and-a-half maybe three runs per game for for the Pirates. But uh, we'll see. Pirates looked really good this weekend. Perhaps they can uh, keep it going against the really good Padres, who that lineup's good too, even without Tatis. You got Manny Machado. You got Kim, the rookie from the KBO. He's been really good. You got Will Myers is solid. You got Hosmer whose contract might suck, but he's pretty decent. Um, We'll see. We will see. Um, Right now, though, I would like to shift the podcast a little bit. And one second here, I'm... uh, looking at something real quick. All right, right now, we're about 21, 20 minutes in. What I want to do now is uh, look at the look at the Pirates roster right now. And nine games in, basically. I might do this later in the season, too. Nine games in, though, I want to rank from 1 to 26 the most fun players on this team. And uh, I will say is a As a disclaimer, number one would be Brian Hayes. He's not going to be in this current rankings. But uh, he would be number one, though. All right, here we go. Ranking the Pirates players, we'll just say in funness. Who's the most fun? Is funness a word? I don't know. I don't really care that much. But right now, the number one. Most fun pirate. If I had to uh, do this draft style, ranking style, I would say right now, number one is Philip Evans. It's crazy to say that. He's soft spoken. He's not really a character, but the dude hits. He plays all over the field. He seems to have a pretty solid glove. He made some nice plays at third base today. He's made some decent plays in the outfield so far. I like his versatility. 
And on this team right now, I would say that Philip Evans is the most fun player. Second pick, I'll go with Brian Reynolds. Four hits today. He's been hitting the ball hard. None of these hits are cheap. And uh, he's been pretty solid. I mean, there's no there's no other way to say it. He brought the batting average above 300 today. And uh, he's a home run, which is cool. We like home runs. The Pirates don't hit many of those. I'll take Brian Reynolds, number two. Number three, the third most fun Pirate on the active roster right now. I'll go with the pitcher. I'll go with Mitch Keller. <coughs> Excuse me. Mitch Keller has been solid in his one start Saturday. He looked solid. If he could pitch like that moving forward, he'll be a two to three win guy, no doubt. And uh, he's interesting too, because when he's on, he looks really good. The stuff plays. He's also interesting because if he's not on, it's not really that fun for Pirates fans, but he is Wild. So it's pretty unpredictable with Mitch Keller. Number four, I'm going Colin Moran. A few home runs. He's put together some really good at-bats early on in the season. He's drawing walks. He's hitting the ball hard. He looks pretty solid, I will say, to start the season. And uh, I'm not going to – I'm really going to hope that he's not actually hurt, but we'll see. Number five. Pittsburgh kid, the new Pittsburgh kid. It's not Neil Walker. It's David Bednar, bullpen guy. throws really hard. And what is more fun than a bullpen guy that throws really hard? Am I right? Number six, kind of like Bednar, I'm going to go with Luis Oviedo. Also throws hard, has some nasty secondary stuff. The curveball solid. He's only made a few appearances, but when he is pitched, he had an inning against the Reds where he struck out the side. He is the sixth most interesting pirate right now. Number seven, I am going to go with, hmm, see, after the first few, it kind of dips a little bit. I'll go with JT Brubaker. He was solid today. He's kind of like, it's kind of like Mitch Keller light, mid-90s fastball, throws the slider. And uh, he was working the change up a little bit today. He looked good. Probably the second best pitcher on this team. Maybe the third best pitcher on this team behind Chad Cole, perhaps. I'm not sure. It's really hard to tell at this point. But uh, I've liked what I've seen from JT Brubaker thus far. Number eight. We're going to go with another pitcher. We're going to go with Sam Howard. I personally like Sam Howard. Left-handed, the only lefty in the bullpen. Low to mid-90s fastball. The slider plays. It really does. A few strikeouts today. He just attacked Javi Baez, striking him out. And uh, I really enjoy watching him pitch, too. Once again, with him, it's, it's command. It's command with a lot of these players. But he is, I think I'm at eight, the eighth the eighth most interesting Pittsburgh Pirate. Number nine. Oh, man. Okay, number nine. We'll go with Jacob Stallings as the ninth most fun 
Pittsburgh Pirate. Likeable character. Really swell defender. Frames pitches. The announcers like to call him the cheetah because it's ironic because he's not fast at all. But he is pretty quick. Pouncing on dribblers and bunts and whatnot. And uh, he runs the bases pretty well, it seems. Tagged up from first base to second base in the one game. The announcers loved that. And um, he's been hitting a little bit. Singles guy, not a lot of power, even though he's a big dude. But works with the pitch as well. He's pretty fun. I will put him ninth. Tenth. The tenth most fun Pittsburgh Pirate. I'll go with Kyle Crick. The stuff has been playing. The slider looks really good. The slider alone, just watching that pitch. But um, the slider looks really good. It's a Frisbee. It starts on the inside corner against a righty. And it lands in the catcher's glove on the outside corner of the plate. So I really enjoy watching him. 11th most fun Pittsburgh Pirate. Nine games into the season. Okay, here we go. I'll go with Adam Frazier. Contact hitter. Gets hits. I was kind of ragging on him on the last podcast. But he kind of picked it up. Had a multi-hit game Saturday, like I said. A few hits today. Now, actually, just one hit today, I believe. But he gets hits. He makes contact with the ball. So I'll give him that. He's the 11th most fun Pittsburgh Pirate nine games into the season. 12th. 12th here. There's a lot of bullpen guys. There's a lot of pitchers. But 12th, I'll go with Richard Rodriguez. He's basically the closer of this team. It is what it is. Pounds fastballs. Like, a lot of fastballs. He attacks right at hitters. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. I'll go. I'll go with Richard Rodriguez. 13. I'll go with Chad Cole. He's kind of the older version of Keller and Brubaker in that he has pretty good stuff and walks guys, but also can rack up some strikeouts. And when he's on, he's really solid as well. I guess you can say that about Everyone in the major leagues, if they're on, they're going to do well. But I have a soft spot for Chad Cool. I really want to see him succeed. <coughs> um, but, hey, we'll see what he does in his next start. Hopefully he tones down the walks. 14th most interesting Pittsburgh Pirate, most fun Pittsburgh Pirate. I will go with near and dear to my heart. Gregory Polanco, I don't care. He strikes out a lot, but when he puts together a good at-bat, when he's on, you can still see the talent shine through. I mean, he is striking out at an enormous rate, and that's not really fun to watch, but this is more of a uh, me pick, not a you pick. So I'll put Gregory Polanco 14th. 15th, we can go with here. Dwayne Underwood Jr., another new bullpen guy. He's looked good, I think, and I enjoy watching him pitch. The 90s fastball, the 
off-speed stuff plays pretty well, and he's been pretty solid so far. And uh, I enjoy him. 15th. 16th, most fun Pirate nine games into the season. I'm going to go with... <laughs> I'll go with Eric Gonzalez. I don't care. Eric Gonzalez, uh, he kind of fascinates me a little bit. He is not young by any means. He's in his late 20s. But he plays really good shortstop. To put him anywhere in the infield. And he's really solid with the glove. And when he hits, I mean, when he makes contact, it's a big if. But when he does, he he hits the ball pretty hard. And I like that. I like guys that hit the ball hard. I think that's more fun than guys that don't hit the ball hard. So we have Eric Gonzalez at 16. Ten more spots. These are the uh, lesser interesting Pirates. But 17th, I will go with... I'll go with Tyler Anderson. He throws strikes. (laughs) With the the younger rotation, well, younger-ish with Keller and Brubaker, they're 25 and... 27 respectively, so they're not super young. But with a rotation that struggles to throw strikes, having a guy that does throw strikes, having a crafty lefty with that 85 mile an hour or so cutter, I enjoy that. I enjoy watching him pitch. He probably will give up a home run or two literally every start. But it's all right. He's not that interesting but we're at the 17th spot for the most fun Pirates. 18. 18th most fun Pittsburgh Pirate, Chris Stratton. He's reliable. He's decent. He gets outs. He's probably one of their higher leverage relief pitchers. He's 18. He'll he'll throw you some strikes. He'll probably give up a few dingers here and there, but hey, he'll throw you some strikes. 19th, most interesting, most fun to play, to watch play, excuse me, Pittsburgh Pirates, nine games into the season. Number 19, I'll go with Dustin Fowler. Dustin Fowler is, uh, I don't know, man. He plays a pretty solid center field, it seems. He and Alfred do. I'll, I'll just put them together at 19 and 20. I don't care. Alfred can be 20 as well. Both play pretty decent uh, center field. Alfred has struggled terribly with the bat. He's striking out maybe even more than Gregory Polanco. I don't have it in front of me, though, but he's striking out a lot. That said, when he gets on the bases, he's fun. He could steal. He's fast. Both guys uh, play solid center field. Fowler has put together some pretty decent at-bats thus far. Had a nice hit today. <laughs> the bar is getting pretty low, as you guys can tell. But uh, I'll put them together. 19 and 20, Fowler and Alfred. 21. 21, most fun Pittsburgh Pirate. I've, I've been saving him for the bottom of the list just because I'm frustrated as hell to watch him play. But it's got to be Kevin Newman. Soft contact machine, but he makes contact, okay? I saw on the broadcast today, 
his contact rate was like 92%, which is insane, even if all of it is not hard. Even if 11% of those contacts are not hard hit balls, he makes contact, plays a decent shortstop, decently fast. He's just a decent player that makes soft contact constantly. I will say this about Kevin Newman. I wish Kevin Newman could be our version for the Pirates. I wish he was our version of David Fletcher, who is on the Angels. He's their second baseman. He's small. He doesn't strike out, which Newman doesn't either. But Fletcher, just the difference between the two is Fletcher gets hits, and Kevin Newman at this point does not. Fletcher just signed a nice new deal with the Angels, too. Five years, $26 million. Uh, so there, there's a blueprint for Kevin Newman and his contact hitting self. But when you're a contact hitter, when you don't slug, when that slugging percentage is not in the upper fours, when it's in the lower fours or the higher threes, to be a productive player in the MLB, you got to be getting on base. And Kevin Newman doesn't really walk all that much either. So for him to be even a decent player, he's got to be hitting close to 300. He has not been doing that yet, but there's still time. Once again, this is the nine games into the season list, not the 130th game into the season list. So there's still plenty of time for Kevin Newman to pick it up, start putting together some good at-bats, yada, yada, yada. I don't like him hitting fifth, though. I'll say that. Anyway, moving on. 22nd, most interesting, Pittsburgh Pirate. Who do we have left? A few spots left. Ah, oh, God. I'll go with Trevor Cahill, I guess. He's a starter. He got destroyed. But uh, once again, he throws strikes. So we'll see if he can put together a nice start tomorrow. 22nd, Trevor Cahill. 23rd. 23rd. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Clay Holmes, I guess. Clay Holmes. Pretty solid stuff. Mid-90s hard sinker. He can get some strikeouts at times. A big thing with him is command. Kind of sucks at throwing strikes at times. But uh, he's the 23rd most interesting and fun Pittsburgh Pirate by my rankings as of right now. 24th. Similar to Clay Holmes, we have Michael Feliz. Doesn't struggle with command as much I guess but Michael Feliz just gets obliterated it seems when he comes into pitch uh had a scoreless inning last night seems like he has pretty solid stuff the fastball is in the mid 90s but he's just one of these whatever bullpen guys therefore he's the 24th most fun Pittsburgh pirate nine games into the season 25th he hit a pinch hit home run today, which was fun. But in general, he's whatever. It's Wilmer Defoe. Defoe, Defoe. Utility guy. He'll probably be sent down once uh, Cabrian Hayes is back, I would assume. But he had a pinch hit home run today, so that was fun. And uh, plays all over the field. He is your classic 
bottom of the roster type guy. Wilmer Defoe. And finally, the least fun Pittsburgh Pirate, number 26. It's going to be the backup catcher, Michael Perez. Really not much to say. He's a backup catcher. He doesn't really hit. Uh, He's 0 for 9 so far this year. Not really that fun. It's Michael Perez. But (laughs) that's, that's my rankings right now. Nine games into the season. 26 players ranked from most fun to least fun. Sorry, Michael Perez. You're last. Uh, Like I said, the Pirates have the San Diego Padres next. Looking a little farther down the schedule. After the Padres, it will be loading here. They'll be at the Brewers. So the Pirates playing at no longer. It's not called Miller Park anymore. I don't know what it's called. I forget. Sorry, Brewers, but they'll be at the Brewers. After that, they will be at the Tigers, at the Twins. They'll end April hosting the Kansas City Royals and the St. Louis Cardinals. Three and six, Pittsburgh Pirates. They won a series. They may have won me a little bit of money via wages. I will not say or not say if that happened. Go Buckos, though. Uh, We'll end it here. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Twitter handle, follow me, at Nathan underscore Hirsch. Follow Bucks Dugout as well, at Bucks Dugout. This is Talk to Plank, SB Nation's Pittsburgh Pirates podcast, at Bucks Dugout. Thank you all for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.